You are listening to TJ Talks. Be aware, this show contains explicit language. Welcome to TJ Talks. I am Judd. And I'm Teresa. Hey, hey good morning. So- Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Oh my God. Happy birthday, Mr. Spitzer. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Woo! I am blushing. It was your birthday, Dad. There, I there know. you go. I am blushing. My best Marilyn. <laughs> do, do people even know who I made you blush on Skype? I That's know. good. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, it's so funny because I do that all the time to people. Of course. I always call people and do that on their I, answering machine or their answering machine. Nobody owns that anymore. It's the year 2012 on their voicemail. Right. Yes, it's fun. It is fun. Because <laughs> obviously Marilyn Monroe did it for fun too. And <laughs> Of course. <laughs> well, she had a little more meaning behind it, but uh-huh. very funny. I was once asked to do something entertaining, right? In a Toastmaster uh, table topic. You just had to entertain for two minutes. And I I really flubbed this whole thing because the only thing I could think of to do was to go do something like that to somebody in the audience. And I didn't dare. I wasn't brave enough to do it. Mm. But, yes, it's you can't go wrong with a Marilyn thing. Come on. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It, and it's so funny because people are starting to not know who Marilyn Monroe is. Uh. There's a picture. Actually, I think I, did I, maybe I reposted it on Facebook this morning of Marilyn Monroe with uh, Humphrey Bogart. I saw your picture of the two of I them. Did. Yes. Okay. So, yeah. He's looking at her rather quizzically. I don't know that, you know, she always lends herself to being not taken seriously because of her looks and her baby girl talk and all that uh, stuff. So I don't know if, if she was that way in life or not. I haven't seen any of the recent movies about her, so I don't know. No, they, they said she was really, really smart, but she knew, and she knew that her sexuality was what they were after. And but she mm. was really upset about the fact that all they wanted to do was see her naked in order to get... Uh, uh, you know, for her to make money and get publicity and stuff. She kind of was upset about that. And I think it plays into the whole Ginger Grant from uh, uh, Gilligan's Island thing. Yes, yes. Because I think that's supposed to be kind of a, um, what would you, uh, like a a version of her. Right, she was the takeoff on her. Yeah, it was supposed to be that. And and that really kind of plays to it. And, And even in the later movie, played by a different actress, um, there's that scene where she's like, well, why do I have to get naked in order for people to like me in Hollywood? Um, if you ever watch the, you know, uh, escape from Gilligan's Island or whatever movie it was, where, you know, <laughs> and, and today, by the way, is the, uh, anniversary of Marilyn's death finding. Her. Oh, wow. That's, that was, the wow, it's a busy weekend then. I know that was the reason they pointed that. Yeah. And then of course it, it, all the tragedies happen in August. You find out that August is the most tragic month in, uh, in the calendar. Um, Interesting. I can only think of one tragedy in August. Princess Di died in August. I know that. Yeah, and uh, Anne Frank was uh, captured and taken to a concentration camp in August. Wow. And there's a whole whole bunch more. Every day, you know, tragedy in August, other than all the people who were born, (laughs) which goes to birthdays. (laughs) So So you celebrated yesterday, your big 40-something? It's 40-something, Yeah. (laughs) You don't 40, want to tell 40, 43. <laughs> 43. I, I'm only saying it because I'm going to celebrate mine in about three months, so I'm going to have to say it out loud it, then, too. It, it's, it's but 43 is not bad. It could God, be way I was, worse. I was born in the summer of 69. That's me. Well, I was born in the fall, but it was 100 and something degrees here in California, so I always counted. My mom still counts it as summer. But, but you know. But you share birthday with the POTUS. I do. <laughs> he owes me a beer, damn it. <laughs> Who did not get any Marilyn singing to him yesterday, although maybe Michelle popped out of a cake for him or something. I don't know. Oh. Hopefully she did. Mm. Uh, you know, that would be funny if somebody did something like that, wouldn't it? Can you imagine the media uproar if, say, God, who's a bombshell right now? 
uh, Angelina Jolie did something like that or whatever. First of all, she's well, she doesn't really count as a bombshell, but it would be interesting Katie if Perry. something like that happened. Katy Perry. Katy Perry. If she shot whipped cream out of her nipples like she does in that music video. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on to the POTUS for his birthday? Come on. Or Lady, He's guaranteed re-election. Lady Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> Lady Gaga. I don't think Lady Gaga's attractive, though. That's why she has to wear that meat dress, so people will find her. Animals won't just, you know, maul her. They won't it, maul her know, for her dress. <laughs> I haven't figured out the whole deal with Lady Gaga, because she put just, she's so over-made up right. in the whole thing. And I don't necessarily know that she's unattractive from a right. guy standpoint. I joined her um, just see what it was all about. She knows she has her own social network. Oh, I didn't know that. What's it called? Uh, what is it called? I don't even. I should know what it's. Oh, it's called Little Monsters. Oh, okay. Little okay. Monsters. So if you want to be a little monster, you can join littlemonsters.com. You get little monster friends and all that stuff. And you can see not safe for work photos of Lady Gaga. And <laughs> NSFWs. Love those. Right. Well, it was posted on Huffington Post, so I said, hmm, i got to check this out. So then you get there, and it says, well, if you want to check this out, you got to log in. So I'm like, all right. <laughs> Create account. <laughs> and, then oh, I didn't really, and then I didn't see anything. <laughs> and do you have that alter ego that you create those accounts under? I know I have an alter ego that I'll create some things under. I have lots of alter egos. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> alter, alter ego. Number 25. <laughs> I'm never the same person twice online, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it's like that New Yorker cartoon that uh, I think think has been used and abused, right? Nobody knows you're a dog on the internet, and there's right. two dogs talking to each other typing on the computer. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Mm. All right, so it was your birthday, and you celebrated hard, but you're up at Adam early today to do this. I That's did. good. I was actually up at 6.30 what? this morning. Yeah, I had to clean our AC condenser uh, outside, all the coils, and uh, so it's just finding time, and the weekend's the only time you can do it, and it's so hot, so you kind of go, you know, you don't want to turn off your AC in the middle of the day. Right. And so I got up really early, so it would still be chilly in the house, and turned off the AC no. This is another thing they don't explain to you when you're a kid about being a grown-up, about yeah. all this stuff you have to do. That's absolutely no fun. Oh, right. <laughs> Replacing water heaters, fixing the coils, whatever, vacuuming every other day. It's just – it's no fun. I don't want to do it anymore. I'm tired of being a grown-up. I want to go back in time. I know. I, you should be able to. Here, you want to see my honey-do list? Look at this thing. And that's not oh. all of it. It scrolls. That's 20 things. That's way longer than any list I have. Um, wow, that's a lot of things to do. Do you have to get it all done today? No, thank God, but a lot of it. That's yeah. just the ongoing honey-do list. The ongoing honey-do list. But like well, if to- you're taking submissions, I'll put some things on there because oh, I have some sprinklers. And some yeah, stuff. sprinklers are on my list. Uh, I have to pressure wash the patio out here and it has to be swept first, and I'm going to move all this furniture. How boring, oh, huh? But we were talking about birthdays. Yes. Let's talk about fun stuff again. I know. Well, oh, right. first so off, I'd like to wish. What have you gleaned from 43 years that you didn't have 20 years ago? Well, wait. First, I want to wish a couple people happy birthday. Oh, yeah. Okay. There's a couple others. So on uh, Friday, there was Alex. Yes. Happy birthday, Alex. We're outing you. Your birthday is <laughs> <on> Friday. <laughs> happy birthday, Alex. <laughs> and uh, today is. Roxanne's Miss Roxanne, she joined us on the podcast a couple months ago she, doing our music topic. Yes, she did. happy birthday, Roxanne. Yes. So uh, it's funny because I sit in between these two ladies. So uh, Alex is the older woman and uh, Roxanne is the young whippersnapper. <laughs> and you're the middle child, the uh, awkward yeah, middle child. I'm awkward. Uh, you know, the only time I can be in the middle. <laughs> the Peter Brady of the group. That's it. <laughs> you know, and so I was thinking um, – and I was talking to somebody else, and there's a bunch of birthdays. I got a friend who listens to the podcast, Steve. Happy birthday coming up. He knows who he is. You know, it's one thing that you have your birthday, but now, wind the clock back six months. What were your parents involved in? <laughs> no, or nine months. Nine months, excuse I was gonna, me. Nine I was months. Say, what the hell gestation period are you talking uh, about? I know. I meant nine yes. months. Yes. So go back nine months, and you're looking at uh, what? Uh, November, kind of a uh, Thanksgiving 
So you were a Thanksgiving baby? Uh, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> 1968 Thanksgiving. There was some extra gravy being served on Thanksgiving. <laughs> you know, I don't know. <laughs> that's horrible. All, all of us August, uh, early August babies are just indigestion. <laughs> well, I think, I think us October kids are New Year's babies, right, for the most part? It depends on when, right? Because birth is really – it's really 40 weeks, so it's it, – you have to add another two weeks on there. So you could be – you could potentially be a Halloween trick-or-treat baby yourself. Oh, oh I see. Yeah, because yeah, they you got to add extra time. Here again, they don't put that in the brochure about pregnancy and all the charming things that it's forty weeks. But um, most I, most parents don't keep a calendar of this is the day that you were. You know, you know what's interesting though is most women that I know, and I know for myself, I can tell you exactly when the children were conceived. Oh, there really? Was a couple bottles of scotch. And then some golf clubs that were purchased and <laughs> some things happen. They're like these little milestones that you can remember. Uh-huh. And, of course, you all see these movies where, where couples are romantically entwined and, you know, they finish. And then they, the woman says, oh, I think we just made a baby. Well, it's not that pretty, but you can pretty much count back. Oh, yeah, I think it was that time. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I think most women know. Unless they're doing it like three times a day. Well, I mean, I remember this specific time, but you would certainly, well, you would remember that weekend. Oh, remember that weekend when we were like bunnies or whatever? So, right. yeah, you remember. You remember. Minxes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. So, um, you were asking me, have I gleamed anything? Well, you know, last year was supposed to be the gleam, you know, when you're 42, you're supposed to know, right? Life, the universe and everything. According to the, the Hitchhiker Guide, right? Yeah, that's yeah. the answer to life, the universe, and everything, or whatever it is, something like that. And um, I don't know that I know anything any more than I did before, other than, um, I, I don't know, I, I kind of think you learn that friends are, as you get older, more and more important as you get older. Right. Yeah. I think some people, it's it's probably more about family or I think the people who stick with you. Right. That's, that's I agree with you. Thing. Personal connections, yeah, seem to be more valuable than any material things. I, I guess, you know, that is really true as you get older. It's not the things that you have or your work time or whatever, but it's the people. I really agree with you on that. And I think I knew that when I was in my 20s. I think I felt good about my personal relationships then. I th- you know. I, yeah, no, but I think we're we were were brought up in our society to be motivated to achieve. You know, you got to get the house, you got to get the car, you got to get the you know the stuff, go right. get the job, get the career. And I was talking to somebody uh, about how different Generation X and Generation Y perceive what they need to do in their life, and the Generation Y person has no true belief or, or feeling of the security of a job. We're Gen X people. Is that what the, the, the deal? Or are we a little older than Gen X? We're X. Apparently. We are X? Yeah. Oh, that's we're, nice. We're okay. like the beginning of X. And the Gen Y people are like, you know, and are like in their 20s right now. Well, okay. So born in the 90s and yeah. All yeah. right. And they feel like, you know, they might have a job for a couple of years. They'll move on. They don't really have a concept of, a retirement per se, or a, uh, you know, like I have a pension. Right. There's no jobs for life. You don't go work at the plant for 40 years and then retire with a gold watch anymore. You're every three to five years changing employment. Or you go build your own uh, thing and sell, you know, Tupperware out of the back of your car, I guess. (laughs) Right. Entrepreneurial. Yes. I mean, nothing wrong with Tupperware because I was at the Tupperware Center two weeks ago and it was a nice, really nice place. They're doing well. <laughs> yeah, you got to love Tupperware. It's a quality product. But I know what you're saying. You either work for somebody or you start your own business. Mm-hmm. And that seems to be a very – I think that's a very American thing, right? I wonder if it's true in, in um, Europe and the other parts of the you know industrialized world. Is this job for life thing done there or do people uh, – it the same. That'd be good, a good thing to know. I, I would think that they don't have as much pressure because um, they're in most industrialized countries, medical coverage is covered in some way by the government. Right. So the plant doesn't have to come up with the cash for that. So the socialized medicine takes the burden off the corporations in providing those expenditures, right? So right. in theory, they're 
more fluid liquid solvent whatever to and, maintain their employees for a while longer and you know and there's a whole bunch of benefits and things that are mandated by the government like in France they have to uh, provide um, so many we- uh, more weeks of vacation than we get in the United States and, uh, no it's true that we are the most productive society as far as the, or the hardest working even though sometimes it doesn't feel that way I'm sure when you look at the cube next to you and see somebody on Facebook eight hours a day but <laughs> But we spend more time at work. It doesn't mean we work more than anybody else, right? And, and they, yeah, but they get they get like lots of time off. You know, they I, they're more of a work hard, play hard society. We're more of a work hard, work hard society. Yes, and we don't take vacation, and people have accumulated vacation and don't and lose vacation every year because they don't take it. We're bad that way. Yes, exactly. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. And how do we keep getting off the birthday subject, damn it? <laughs> I know. We're off the topic. We had to do a whole show on work and work brain and productivity and how do you stay motivated at work. And you work in an office. I work out of my home. Mm-hmm. And how do you do all that? So if you have any suggestions about what works for you at work, send them to us at tjtalks.com because we could do a whole show on how to stay focused and productive at work or how not to <laughs> and or not get not caught maybe. Right. <laughs> Visit thinkgeek.com for all your cubicle crappy needs, right? Thinkgeek.com, <laughs> all the, that's right. All the crap yeah. that I like you want. Lifehacker for that same reason. Oh, does Lifehacker have a lot of that stuff? They, I love Lifehacker, yeah. yes. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, Think Geek is a sales site. They just have toys. Geek toys. Oh, oh fun. It, it, yeah. No, I mean, it's really cool. I like it. So, anyways. Well, to wrap it up, happy birthday. Hope you Thanks. have a great day, and I hope you celebrate all weekend. And as far as I'm concerned, you can celebrate the entire month. I like to milk it when it comes to my birthday. Uh, so I'm hoping to do at least a whole week. Yes. Yeah, maybe go to, go to lunch once or twice this week uh, on my birthday. Yeah, <laughs> you should. Yeah, using we don't my, get them very often. Using my birthday as an excuse. Yes. Yes. Um, you got to get a free dessert somewhere or whatever, right? I get, keep telling the waitress it's your birthday. I didn't get anything for my free for my birthday. Go out and do one of those kind of things this year. I th- I'm thinking next year Vegas is where I should have my birthday. Oh, I think that's a great idea. Uh, that's what that I'm would thinking. be fun. Either Lord that, knows it's not hot enough in Florida for your right, birthday. You should right. come to Las Vegas <laughs> or, or Laughlin. I'd actually be even considered Laughlin because rooms are cheap. Yeah, and there's some fun outdoor activities to do. Most definitely, yeah. You know. And it's away from all the, you know, hustle and bustle. <laughs> right. I think that'd be fun. Oh, okay. Start planning it now. I know. I got to plan it. Everybody keep mark your calendars for. Right. We'll have to figure that out. Maybe I can get, right. get bunches of people to go. I don't know. It'd be a party. See if President Obama, if he's still president then, will want to go to Laughlin for, <laughs> for your birthdays. Right. I'm sure that's what he's blowing his candles at wishing for right now. <laughs> Tell him I'll sing happy birthday and, you know, fondle him nicely if he does. So. <laughs> If it's okay with Michelle, I don't want her to kick my ass. <laughs> I, I would not be surprised that she's uh, able to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, the woman's got some arms. Well, you know, having a big birthday party brings up the topic of over-the-top birthday parties. Oh, gosh. you Okay, you're, you don't have children, so you don't experience this this day and age yet. Right. But these children's birthday parties, and I'm sure you've seen the show on MTV, you know, My Sweet Sixteen. Where these parents are freaking ridiculous with this birthday party bonanza. Yeah. And that every year has to be a special thing. And every year has to be over the top and bigger than the last year. And for kids' parties alone, the goodie bags that you have to put together for all the kids who come to the birthday party. Sometimes these goodie bags are 20 to $30 worth of crap. Candy and knickknacks and bullshit what? for these kids, what? and it's just crazy. I don't get it. Yeah, well, here, okay. For, first off, my I had I had one of those kind of parties, right? When okay. I was growing up, it was you called one. It was called a bar mitzvah. Okay, right, <laughs> right. You, but you had one of them. A lot of people do this for their kids every year. There was no goodie bags. There was no. Right. It was no, no. It was a dinner. That was what it was. Yeah, and that's more of a like a reception and a celebration, yeah. and that's it. That's did you even have it on your birthday, or do you have it a separate day? Oh, it was. It's not on your birthday. It's it, right. ha- it happens on a weekend. Uh, yeah. to, you know, it's a religious thing that also ends with a party, and it coincides with your birthday. And your parents have a lot of their friends there, so it's, it's all about your parents. I get it, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, and that's a celebration of an accomplishment of your Hebrew schooling and all sure. of that, right. just like a communion or a baptism or a 
quinceanera, whatever, where there's some religious tie-in, right? That's right. I, I get those celebrations are welcomed and and loving. But for four-year-olds, when people have, you know, $5,000 birthday party, there's a place here in Los Angeles called the Whimsic Alley. And this place is themed to Harry Potter, all things Harry Potter. Wow. And I know that it's themed all things Harry Potter because they lovingly sell our butterscotch beer made by Reeds and Virgils. Thank you very much. They sell it by the pallet at this place. So we've been in there to um, help promote our butter beer. Mm -hmm. And they have this giant hall that you can rent. And it looks like, uh, what's the name of the school? Hogwarts. Hogwarts. And you go in and you can have your party. And you have, you know, if you have 40 kids there, you've got 10 people in Griffin and Gryffindor and then the Slytherin group. And you have all these people. and, And they theme this party out. But the party is $1,000. I mean, it's crazy, crazy expensive. And if you have money to burn, or even if you don't have money to burn, to me, it just doesn't matter. Just because you turned four, I don't think someone should spend $1,000 on you. I mean, I don't know. I guess I'm just wrong. And you know me. I just... Kids are great, but that just seems excessive. But but here's the thing. Like, even at... uh, All through my adult life turning 21 or even you know since i've been in the navy since i i don't i can't even remember really other than some uh, family members and stuff gifts are really not that big of a deal to me they haven't been for forever right i would rather have a party where people come and just have a party and go home and you know just enjoy you know some cake or if it's a meal or whatever just have a party that's all yeah as grown-ups, we definitely, or, you know, adults, we definitely appreciate just the get-together factor more than anything else. Right. But, but children, and I get it, children like fun. I, I like fun, too. I'm not saying kids shouldn't have fun on their birthday. But this excessive, you know, 14 bounce houses and how many clowns and ponies are going to be at the party, it's a little bit much. And I think it builds, here again, it builds expectations in these children that they are just going to be sorely disappointed when they become older and don't get that every year on their birthday. Well, and, and you know, talking about bar mitzvahs and stuff like that, though, mm-hmm. they, they, those are known for their excess, I have to tell you. You know, if you listen, But here again, it's a celebration of an accomplishment or something. It's well, not just because you turned 13. Yeah, yeah, but we're talking, when I say excess, these parents go and get big-name bands. Oh, it could be twenty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000, right? Yeah, it's a yeah. big deal. No, I mean, they'll go get, like, a Lady Gaga or a uh-huh. Madonna to sing at a private event right. for a bar mitzvah. And I'm like, whoa, no way. <laughs> but here again, it's once. And I can tell you right now, there are, well, mm-hmm. a bajillion parents that would do that every year for their kid, if A, if they could. And and it's not wrong to want to celebrate your child. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that that sort of crazy outrageousness just builds some sort of weird inflated esteem that's probably not deserved always. I don't know. Mm-hmm. No, you're Of right. course, I have no child-wearing skills and or credentials. So. <laughs> I'm no Dr. Spock. I'm sure he recommends ex- exorbitant birthday parties every year, but whatever. I don't. I don't think so. I, I think that uh, kids who know love from how about their family, having a cake and yeah. you know a nice dinner? I don't know. I know. I, I also think though, if your if your kids have best friends, a few best friends, then yeah, have a friend the, over. The, yeah. Then their time that they spend with their best friend, it, it it would be much more. And I did this lots with my best friend growing up. Is we went to Disneyland, right for the day, right. You know, well, nowadays, for an average family, that would be an exorbitant birthday because it's four hundred dollars just to get in. Well, but it's still way cheaper than the four thousand. Right, uh, and, and you could do that. You know, you, it would be more like you. It, I mean, I could see where it's you get to take one friend. Yeah, and um, or you know, you, their, your friend has to pay their own ticket. One of the two. One of the two, right? Uh, you, know, you can go. We'll drive, and we'll pay yeah. for your lunch and. That sort of thing. Your food and everything is on us, but yeah, you have to just pay your entrance fee. You know, parents. Yeah, you know, that's not bad, and and it, especially if you can get a discount. I mean, right. there are discounts. You, you know, I mean, I'm not saying there's fifty percent discounts, but there's you know. Oh yeah, you can do something to get in cheaper, but yeah. All right. So, and if you live in Southern California, don't a lot of people just have annual passes these days? Oh, most definitely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah. It's still an expensive day, even with your pass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I suppose it is. I know. I live here in Florida where we go a lot. In fact, I almost went to Disney yesterday, but it was just so hot. Too hot. No fun. <laughs> no. There's another sign of age. It's too hot out here. Yeah. Ugh. Too hot. <laughs> this com- complaining and lamenting about the weather. I know. All right. What's next on our topic brigade? Uh, topic brigade. You know, I didn't even introduce our topics to start. Oh my gosh, we're totally off kilter then. Yeah, I know. Well, let me introduce our, what we're going to talk about for the rest of the thing. We got right into you know you singing "Happy Birthday" and it yes. was just like you know I, I lost <laughs> I shook you, huh? it. All uh, right. you, you shook me up. Okay, so we're talking. We talked about birthdays. We're actually going to talk about elections a little bit coming up because there's a lot of that happening. Yeah. We're, we're going to talk about time travel. Uh, okay. How far is too far in comedy? <laughs> and uh, a little bit of summer movies because that's what I did yesterday for my birthday is see some movies. So and we we had we were going to talk about this uh, this list, but I think we're going to save this list for another day. Is that right? Yeah, let's save that list for another day. But let's talk about um, the election in ninety three days. Yeah. Are you ready? Do you have your absentee ballot already filled out? You know, I could I could actually go vote because in this county you can actually leave or go to a polling uh, there's certain places where the, you can vote early right uh, do they have that now in california vote early um no you don't have we don't have vote early like that but we have you can vote a little bit early absentee oh absentee oh you can yeah. actually go in and vote early here oh nice yeah and so i'm like mm, no i'm not i like to do i like to vote on election day on the day, right? On the day. But we have a primary coming up, a universal primary. And I am not a registered member of a political party. Okay. So I cannot vote in any primaries. Oh, interesting. Un- okay. Unless it's a universal primary. Yeah. So I can't vote for uh, Mitt Romney or Barack Obama in a primary election or anything like that. If there's multiple... Um, you know, multiple folks. Right. You can vote. Yes. You need to be registered one or the other. So, yeah. so do you think in 93 days there's going to be a November surprise or there's going to be a September upheaval or what do you think? Are we done? Are you breathing easy? What do you feel? Well, I mean, if I was to predict now, I would say that probably Barack Obama will get reelected. If I, if I had to make grand predictions here, then right. there's probably people who listening and go, oh, my God. And then there's people who are like, yeah, I can see it or whatever. But, I mean, if you look at the facts, um, as it gets nastier and nastier, and the uh, election's going to get nastier and nastier. Right. And there's uh, a lot of different things that people are looking at. And um, how can you be a guy who's all about jobs if you have a history, a track record that they can beat you up on of closing down American factories and shipping jobs overseas. And they can play those commercials over and over and over again. And, you know, you can talk about, you know, it's a little harder to attack Obama's record because his record's only based on the last four years. And the last four years has been cleaning up, uh, you know, the mess that he inherited. So, right. And that, came well, they're just going to say that how long do you get to claim you inherited it? Which is what they are saying that at right. some point he owns this economy now. Right. And I think he does own it, but I think, I think, um, I think the tax return issue for Mitt is going to be a problem. I think people are really over this, um, ability of wealthy folks to sort of make the tax code work for them the way that you and I, don't get the tax code to work for us. You mean I like think you get to not, uh, ride off a pony or something for a birthday party? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Or, you know, all the dressage supplies for Rafalka have been write-offs or something. You know, um, I think people are over that part of the 1% people getting to bend the rules the way they want. And I feel like – but I do feel hypocritical in saying, yeah, you should show your tax returns, Mitt, when I wasn't saying show me your birth certificate. Obama, because I didn't believe in the Obama being born out of the country bit. I do believe Mitt Romney has something to hide about his tax returns. Well, wait, I've wait, always wait. believed Obama was an American, well, so I guess that's why I'm not asking for it. Well, I guess here's the thing, though, with the birth, he, they did show a birth certificate, right? 
They showed, Eventually, yeah. No, 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 no. They showed a birth certificate straight up. Donald Trump doesn't believe they did, but I guess no. that's okay. They've shown two birth certificates, actually. Um, one is one that was produced by the uh, by the state of Hawaii. They they right. produced his birth certificate. And so people say, oh, that's not valid. So does that mean that everybody in Hawaii's birth certificate's not valid? Not valid, right. right. So then what they wanted was they wanted the original official birth certificate as, uh, you know, created on the day of his birth. And then eventually that thing surfaced as well. And I think part of that was why they didn't show it was they were like, well, you know, if the government produces the birth certificate, that should be good enough. And, and here's where the other part of that controversy was and why it was kind of like left, you know, it, it, um, John McCain, wasn't pushing for it because right. John, do you know where John McCain was born? He was born in the uh, Panama in Panama, right? Right before yeah. before it was a U.S. territory. But yeah, and it but it was a military post, and so that counts as U.S. citizenship. Well, right? they're saying there's some gray area in there. Interesting. That's what. But it, yeah, I mean that, that's what I, they, they, John McCain didn't want the controversy and have to go through some sort of referendum on. What constitutes his citizenship? Yeah, no, I agree. He was smart to probably not pick that battle. And so that he left that alone. Now, I'm sure that, and in my opinion, I feel that he's uh, a U.S. citizen, you know, born to U.S. parents, going down there, you know. But, I mean. It, of course. Uh, you know, I guess it's kind of like, you know, to, if if two people from Mexico come across the border in the United States have their kid. Are they Mexican citizens? Are they U.S. citizens, right? I mean, that you get into all this really, you know, is he really a Panamanian or is he an American? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, know? no, I mean, it can be very nebulous when you start defining it that way. I, I feel like, I have a feeling that at some point, maybe not our lifetime, but within the next generation, that whole you have to be born here to be president thing may have to be redirected because I think there are some potential all darn foreigners who become citizens or, you know, have some questionable lineage that could still be valuable political leaders. You know what? I still uh, – you can be any political office in the whole world with the exception uh, – well, in the whole world, in the United States, with the exception of president of the United States. And I'm fine with that birthright deal. Yeah. I am. I, I, I see it uh, a little differently. I, I don't see that even Arnold Schwarzenegger, who might be a good president – Right. I, I think that that unfortunately this that is the the birthright of an American citizen. No POTUS for Arnold, huh? No POTUS for Arnold. In my opinion, I, I think that it, it. I don't see the benefit of that. I think that. I, I mean, I know having been born here and growing up in the indoctrination, at least the way that we used to indoctrinate our kids. <laughs> you feel indoctrinated? I absolutely feel the opposite, but okay. Really? How do you feel indoctrinated? Indoctrinated into patriotism every morning in kindergarten and then first grade and second grade to say the Pledge of Allegiance every morning and sing uh, patriotic songs. Is and... that indoctrination or is that just a, a ritual? Okay. Well, what's the difference? <laughs> I guess. No, but I mean, no, I don't. And I don't think it's wrong. I, in fact, I think they should do a little bit more of that, I guess. Maybe I'm... that's the part that makes me laugh. Well, I, I agree with you. I'm totally yeah. with the with you know having American citizens proud of their country and being pro. And and I think though that that's because I was raised not just by my parents, but from the society norms of the '70s growing up. That that we were, you know, even coming off of the crap of Vietnam, we were still teaching our kids that America is still a great place. Right, right. I agree, and I think we should. And I yeah, I think that's a, a benefit. So. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right. Well, we'll see how it turns out in 93 days, right? Yeah. Well, oh, and on the tax uh, return thing is, mm-hmm. um, my, like my lawyer, I have a, a lawyer for this association I've worked with, and we were talking about discovery. And it, when another party requests documents, right. they, they always use that discovery to pick out things above, above and beyond okay. what they're looking for. And that's what this is all about is, you know, it's not to see that did he cheat on his taxes or something like that. It's to show really the, uh, you know, all of the money, 
you know, how where all these write-offs, even as legal as they are, imagine having a commercial that said, you know, Mitt Romney wrote off, you know, $10,000 for uh, buying a pair of ski shoes. Something. Yeah. No, I'm sure it's going to exploit those loopholes in a way that's not going to be flattering for him. So, and for a lot of people. And and I think it would be nice for the average people, to, for average persons to know what some of these loopholes that are completely legal that these, you know, but you have people to have, are getting. But you have to have that kind of money. In order to get yes. that kind of loophole. You're, yeah, you have to be able to afford someone to know that law. <laughs> because uh, I could tell you, I don't make enough money to really do the write-offs that people do. Yeah, TurboTax does not prompt you to write off my dressage horse, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have, did, did, yeah they, 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 you don't, we don't know this because we don't have the secret code, but there is a TurboTax for the very, very wealthy. It, you know, there's a, a link after you type in that you made $3 million last year. Yeah. The, then it goes, oh, would you like... My uh, TurboTax, you know, with with all of the crazy with the crazy write-offs. TurboTax Platinum comes up, and the guy the guy from Monopoly pops up on your screen and starts <laughs> holding up his monocle, saying, "You need to go here. Click this link." Right. We'll be over to your house to That's type funny. type your taxes up for you. Yep. Awesome. I love that. <laughs> Yeah, they, they sell you a computer with one of those big arm things that you pull down. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yes, just like a slot machine. That's funny. Well, speaking of funny, should we move into our comedy bit? Yes, because how, fun, how funny can you be? <laughs> so there have been three instances lately of comedians being inappropriate or – and one of the instances is sort of like a comedic entity, not necessarily a person. Right. The, the first one, um, do you know who Daniel Tosh is? Do you watch Tosh Point? Oh, yeah. That's actually been controversial here because he's from uh, an adjacent city to where I live. He's originally from Titusville, Florida. And oh, you're kidding. No. And he wanted to um, have a water tower that currently says Titusville to say Tosh Point oh. Okay, and interesting. Was, and he was going to spend um, ten grand to do it. And I'm the, not surprised that a county, a city, that, say that again. A city. Oh, it's a city. I'm that a city that produced Daniel Tosh is also one that won't allow you to read Fifty Shades of Grey, right? Like, well, this, no, that's the county. But you're right; it, the city's in the county, and <laughs> and, and they, they've recanted on that. By the way, I know they recant. I just always like to tease you about uh, that living in your banned yes. book society. Yeah, well, we, well, if, if you if you want to come to the you know the uh, hotbed of conservatism, come on down to oh. where we launch, where we used to launch space shuttles. Right. Chick Fil A's for everybody, right? Oh yeah. Um, anyway, okay. So Daniel Tosh was at a recent comedy event uh, or, or comedy club here, and was my understanding of the incident is that he made a comment to the to the audience about. Hey, what should we talk about tonight? And somebody in the audience yelled out, rape. Right. And so, and then someone else in the audience, a woman, yelled out, you know, rape is never funny. Mm-hmm. And he heckled the hecklers, which people yelling out in a comedy club are usually hecklers, mm-hmm. by saying, wouldn't it be funny right now if five guys totally went up and raped that woman? And so, and it got laughs when you hear the audio of it, right? It's right. that weird nervous laughter, and we all laugh at things that are inappropriate. No. The, he- the hecklers were, were yelling and responding back, and the woman said, you know, rape's never funny. Mm-hmm. And so Daniel Tosh said, wouldn't it be totally funny right now if five guys went up and just raped her? Mm-hmm. And and it got laughs, a little bit of nervous laughter, and you know. But it, according to the woman, now there's two stories about what she did. She got upset and left is one story, and then she blogged about it, tweeted about it. And then the other story that Tosh and the manager of the club say is that she did get upset, but the manager calmed her down, gave her tickets to the next night's show, and it was sort of swept under the rug and no big deal. So whether you agree or not with what he said, do comedians sort of get a pass on this kind of thing? And so the next incident, just recently with, with what's his name? Um, Daniel Cook? Dane Cook? Dane Cooks, yes, Dane yeah. Cook, whom I don't think is ever funny. He's just not someone I really find funny. Mm-hmm. Was making a joke about the Batman movie and how horrible it was. And gee, you know, it was 
perfectly fine that that guy shot up everybody because the movie is that bad and people were looking for a way to get out of that of seeing that film. And that that's kind of neg- I mean, I just don't think that's awesome. So, but here again, he's a comedian. He can make his joke. So whether I like it or not is up to me. Well, okay, okay, and then and, and let's talk about the third incident because okay, that sure. way we can talk. To me, there are degrees of this, right? Yeah, and okay. this is a perfect pyramid of the degrees of egregiousness, I guess. Right. So the Onion, which is a very funny, smart, irreverent faux news organization, you yeah. know, they, they satire post their news. satire, yeah. has a picture of the Sears Tower, correct? Right. Or now it's called the Willis Tower. Right. Correct. And, and they show a picture of a plane, and it's very obviously photoshopped. I mean, there's no way you wouldn't look at this picture and the, go, the this plane. Is the plane itself is way bigger. It's a 727, and it's it dwarfs the size of the, the, build, the building. Right? I mean, but it shows yeah. the plane plowing into the building the way we all have a visual picture crystallized in our brains of those planes flying into the trade centers, right? We can right. see that in our mind's eye without any prompting. Everybody can recall that image. So this – shoot, and I don't remember now what the, what the thing was on it, what they said about how – who was it that – go ahead. It says, the nation's poorest individuals are at least grateful they aren't part of the nation's long-suffering middle class. Pictures of a group smiling of people taken where John Lennon was murdered and the highlights of Alzheimer patients is every time her oscillating fan comes around. <laughs> uh, it's the Onion's wrap-up. And all it says really is the, it's part of a video wrap-up. I didn't even see the – I'm, I'm trying. I was trying to find the the news article on it, and oh well. So the thing is, it's oh. it's satirizing the fact that the Sears Tower has now changed its name, and so to the Willis Tower, and so anybody who's the Sears extremist mm-hmm. is going to be upset about that, and so that's why they're flying a plane into the now named Willis Tower. So, and it was on Facebook actually, and I actually followed the Onion on Facebook, and I feel like uh, I, I saw it. And I didn't think it was funny right away. I don't think that will ever be funny. I don't know. I don't think rape is funny either. I don't think the Batman tragedy is funny. But I think there are degrees of this. And I think literally based on the order in which we told these stories, that the first one was, eh, that's not all right. The second one was really, ugh, that's horrible. And then this one is just out and out. It's just offensive. And I don't. Okay, well. And I don't have delicate sensibilities. I have, you know, really undelicate well, sensibilities. Well, okay, well, here, let's have a little bit of uh, perspective on okay. some of these things. And No, so, I want to go off hysterically uh, on this. Don't well, give me perspective. <laughs> right, no. Well, and that, this is why you'll be able to, is by having this, at least in my opinion, some, some contrast to it. Right. So here, with the World Trade Center issue, you had uh, Bill Maher, the you know, within days on his show on ABC, Politically Incorrect, he says, you know, those guys were heroes. He's a he comedian. Wasn't ma- he wasn't making a joke. He That's was making right. a statement. He was ma- and I don't disagree with the point of his statement, which we could do a whole nother hour on. But go on. Right. right. But because he's a comedian, you know, people, it's, it's, it's the idea of the outrageous comments of political satire, comedian, is it outrageous? It's like Rush Limbaugh, does he get a pass? Do, when does he get to go from comedian to political guy? And I, I know that's, it, it, it's like, it's like, come on. There, there's a point where, no, we take you seriously. And uh, the onion, mm, you know, well, where's the point where you get to go get, where do you get the pass? Right. I agree. I feel like, well, I think for Bill Maher, he was eviscerated for saying that. He lost his show. Mm-hmm. Um, I think life changed for the better for him because he got his deal with HBO and could be completely unfiltered and uncensored then. So good. it was probably the best, worst thing that ever happened to him in his career. And I feel like like the comment that he was making, you know, I didn't feel like it was a joke and it wasn't even given in a – politically incorrect was a comedic forum for people to make commentary. But I don't think people would have deemed it, you know, a comedy show. Maybe um, people could argue about that. I don't know. Um, but at least and, it had a comedian. At, it was it was supposed to be the late night answer to uh, Nightline or something, right? Well, like, it came on like after they were doing like thirty minutes of Nightline and then thirty minutes yeah. of Politically Incorrect or something like that, right? And so it and was. 
and I like the I like the forum idea where you get four people and and they're supposed to disagree, right? The those shows were really good when they had four people with differing opinions or at least two versus two. It's never good when people agree. But that show I think, yeah, what he said and maybe the timing of what he said was a little bit awkward, but I think the message of what he said was was fairly um, – you can agree or not agree that it was accurate. It was interesting. Right. But – and I feel like the Dane Cook thing is almost as egregious as the Onion thing because I, it's just not funny. It's not, it's not funny when innocent people are killed. And and there are so many ways to be funny and so much other humor to make that that humor just doesn't need to be made. And I love comedy. I listen to comedians every day. I really – I think it's an art when it's good and timing is great and people are laughing. There's nothing better than that energy, right? It's well, extremely – it's it's exhilarating but, when comedians are good. But, but, you but know, I, that's not funny. But there's lots of tragedy that comedians are always making jokes about. You know, it's like Michael Jackson's death. I'm sure there's a, a zillion jokes about it. I think that. we could argue whether his death is a tragedy or not. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. See, see, but now if you're a real fan, you'd probably be like, oh my God, how could you say bad stuff about Michael? And I, I know. I, my opinion is off the wall here because, like I said, I really enjoy irreverent, blue, off the hook comedy. I really, really do. I just feel like the Onions picture and the Dane Cook comments are. You know, like we always have this conversation. When is it too soon to tweet a joke about something in the news, right? Oh, yeah. And the whole Gilbert Gottfried thing and how he got fired. And I thought that was ridiculous because I didn't think his joke was that horrible. But of course, I wasn't nearly washed away by a tsunami in Japan. So maybe that's why it's different for me. Well, I wasn't in the World Trade Center either, but I just know that that's so horrible. I, I don't know. Right. Well, I mean, when uh, the We Are the World was going on and there was all this out cry of stuff in Africa, right? Sending food and things like that. Yeah. You know, I can remember little kids, you know, doing all sorts of horrible jokes. It's true. We made Ethiopian jokes. You know? I mean, there were, it was horrible. Uh, you know, were this funny? I mean, maybe it was kind of like in a dark, uh, very dark way, you know? And I think that's the beauty of comedy is that humor can be reve- um, revealing and therapeutic and it can be fun to make jokes about stuff. I mean, be it Helen Keller jokes or Holocaust jokes or whatever, which are not funny topics, right? right. People have dealt with these topics with humor. Doesn't make it right, but it, people do, right? And some of them can be a little bit funny, I guess. I don't know. Um, it, yeah, but when and when is that? Uh, when when do you really get to do that? I mean, um, I think they get a pass because they're comedians for the most part. And whether or not Dane Cook ever says anything funny ever again, it doesn't really matter to me because I'm not a fan. But but I just think that if he pays for this remark in lack of ticket sales or whatever, then I guess that's the extreme outcry of people. And the only way people can react by being offended is by not supporting him in his comedy, right. which I highly doubt. I know people will follow him like lemmings, but, it, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. And, and people's memories are ten, tend to be short-term on certain yes. things. Yes, I mean, yes, yeah. I, I don't know that people are going to stop watching Seinfeld because, uh, what's his name, Richards, uh, yeah. you know, went on a terrible, uh, you know, ra- uh, racist rant, racist, right? Racist-filled rant. I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily myself personally know him to say that he's a racist, but I, and I, right. and I would probably get, venture to guess that he's not. But, you know... I, I think that something flipped in his head. <laughs> yeah, I think he had a little psychotic break with reality, I right? I do. Uh, no yeah. doubt. You know. Yeah, I mean, certainly break with, with any reality of involving his career and the future promise of it. I mean, he kind of killed that for sure. Well, he was on, I don't know if you saw, on Curb Your Enthusiasm. After, you know, I didn't see that show. A- so After that ev- event, Larry David, okay. the creator of Seinfeld, brought him on as part of this big Seinfeld, faux Seinfeld um, reunion show that they okay. were supposed to kind of do. And they address it? Oh, they all? totally addressed it. At the okay. end of the thing, uh, they had a whole, uh, like a recreation on the set in it, not in the set, in the, in the back lot of the studio where something happens and everybody has a camera phone and is taking pictures of 
Michael Richards doing something, and he's like, "No, no, it's not like that." That's <laughs> and, funny. Oh, yeah. It, Although it, I'm, sh- I'm sure he wishes there were some cameras following him now, right? I mean, I don't, you, when was the last time you heard from him? Yeah, you haven't. But uh, you know who you do hear a lot from is Jason Alexander. He is a right. he is a very prolific tweeter. So if you follow him on, he he writes no, he writes like lots of funny stuff. But he, once in a while he gets political. He got political about guns and things like that recently. And got a lot of uh, pr- I don't know press about it. it. It was very well thought out editorial that he wrote. I'll have to follow him. I don't. I I also like Albert Brooks on Twitter. I think he's funny too. So sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes I think he doesn't get the medium. So, so b- bottom line, you can be funny however you want, but people can choose to laugh or not, right? Yeah. Well, and then it goes back to the whole thing with. Yeah, I don't know. I I think that there's just topics. I mean, uh, George Carlin did a whole thing on rape when he was alive. He goes, uh huh. He goes. Some people tell you rape can't be funny, and I say bullshit. If, if you hear, you should. Uh, it's on YouTube. You can right. And he talks about Porky Pig and Elmer Fudd. And he says, can you imagine that? And I'm like thinking, okay, well, I don't know that that's even, I mean, okay. I, it, may be, it may be less offensive, but I don't know that it's funny. It, and he, he brings up some article. He says, you know, can you imagine some 90-year-old woman getting raped and by some intruder? And the guy goes, she was asking for it. And oh. I, I, you know, yeah, this is George Carlin, who I think is always generally very, very funny and funny and, and smart and smart. And, yeah, yeah. You know, and is this like shocking or is this funny or what is it? I think he benefits from the fact that the internet wasn't uh, all the rage because comments like that now spread so wide and so fast that if you have something edgy, it's going to get out there more and people will know you for it or like you for it or not like you for it quicker and faster. Yeah. And so yeah. I'm just, I don't know. It, it, I still don't think that the content of those particular things are uh, humor as humor filled as I would uh, find other things. I agree. So I agree. Because yeah. I, I guess when you personalize some of that stuff, anytime you personalize it, it's not as funny. I mean, You've heard the, maybe you've seen it or heard the joke from um, the aristocrats. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, which is a vile, uh, very dirty, naughty joke, which I will not even attempt to tell. (laughs) If if you're curious, you can Google it or whatever. Listen to Sarah Sarah Silverman and many other comedians uh, tell it. But, That's a great movie. I haven't seen it in a while. I have to watch that again. But the first time you hear it, you're like, yeah, what's funny about that? <laughs> <laughs> but it works somehow. I don't know. I think it's the repetition of hearing, you know, 20 people tell the same joke. Yes, it's great. I love way. it. Yeah. That's funny. And, and then you kind of kind of get it, I guess, maybe, even, even though it's disgusting. <laughs> so now everybody's going to want to hear this joke, I'm sure. Go- everybody Google it. Google it on your own. Let's move on. Move on. Yes, absolutely. All right. Let's talk about movies. All right. You saw some movies that I haven't seen and that I probably won't see. Really- so if anybody doesn't want a spoiler alert, because I'm going to ask for the ending. No, I'm teasing. I won't ask for the ending. But if you don't want to know, turn off your podcast. Well, I, you know what? I, there, there will be a little bit of spoiling in, in both of these movies, I think, from this conversation to some degree. Um, right. I will give – I'm just going to straight up and rate the movies uh, up front. Batman gets a B. It's a B. It's not an A plus or anything. It's, it's an okay movie. Okay. And uh, Total Recall gets a C. What? C, a oh, C, I, I thought people really liked Total Recall. Okay. A C plus. I, so first of all, Batman. Let me ask you, Christian Bale. Yeah. Do you like him? Do you think he's the best Batman ever? Is he, you know, Michael Keaton better or what? You know, the thing about him is in the cowl, in that mask thing they call it the cowl that he wears. Yeah. I don't think that he has the jaw for Batman. Interesting. I think, okay. I think he plays a decent Bruce Wayne, but like if you watch, because I'm a, I like the. Cartoons of Batman and stuff like that, and and especially in the Dark Knight, you always right. see that chiseled, you know, almost like the guy who played the Tick. Uh, what's his name? War- Warburton. 
Patrick Warburton, yes. I could see him being a great I was going to ask you, does any human being have that chin? I mean, it's drawn that way. I, I can't know. imagine anybody really has it, but okay. Pat, Patrick Warburton, uh, if they could get him to be a little less um, stilted, you know, a little bit Putty more. from Steinfeld? Yeah, yes, exactly. if, they, if they could get him away from that and get him a little, his acting a little bit better. Because I do think that Christian Bale's acting was wonderful. Okay. Yes, I think you cannot take away from his craft. I mean, he's very talented in that regard. And, you know, he, he, de- I, some people think that they phoned it in. I think I've read some inter- some comments on Twitter about how terrible the movie was, but I think the storyline, it's just like, and here's the other part is that th- these Batman movies really, they, they really deserve to be mini series. And that's the problem. There's so much going on, and they try to pack it in, and it's almost a three-hour movie, and, right. and they try to pack every element of, a, of the story in when they, you know, they would be, be better off selling it off to HBO and say, hey, we're going to do the Batman series on HBO, where we can really do it. And really do it. Oh, that's a good idea. You, know. you should pitch that. I know. With one-hour episodes? I mean, yeah, you know. people would love that. A, a 16-week uh Batman show on HBO. God, imagine, yeah, that'd be good. And they could get away with all sorts of things that they can't get away with. Of course, kids, you know. But I mean, you could get a little bit racier than you probably could on TV. You know, if someone oh, yeah. uses profanity or the the violent deaths that they do, and it really cartoon or comic books and cartoons tend to be much more violent than what you would ever see on a TV screen. So yeah, they're not really for children, right? No, they're they're, <laughs> they're not really for children. Okay, so Anne Hathaway, does she deserve her own Catwoman movie? Yes. Oh. Yes. I'm a big fan of hers, so, okay. She did a fantastic job as Catwoman. I really liked her. She was sexy. She was smart. She was uh, appealing. Right. uh, I I thought she did it much better than I really expected. I didn't. Okay. Was kind of like, hmm. but you know what I thought was going to happen? I thought they were really going to introduce these two characters, which was going to be uh, Batgirl and Robin. And there's a kind of maybe the hints of a potential for these kind of characters, maybe. But uh, I, I will say that always at the end of any of these superhero movies, they have to leave it with the possibility of other movies at the end. Cor- right. This was a trilogy. Apparently, so the Chris, Christopher Nolan's not making another one. He's done. Okay. So whatever happens with the franchise is on to the next person to do. Interesting. Okay. All right. And then ultimately, you know, the, the movie seems a little polarizing. People either really liked it or really don't like it. And do you think that it's getting it's able to be objectively reviewed based on the circumstances of the opening night tread massacre? I. I don't know. I think that uh, that's probably hard for people is that they just want to like it now even more that, you know, you go see it because you, you, you're going to prove that I'm not afraid to go see that movie and I'm not going to live in fear. I mean, I went to the movie theater and there was no security guards standing out there. No, thank goodness. There shouldn't be, there shouldn't be, you know, one crazy nut shouldn't change the world. But we did that already. One, you know, 18 crazy nuts changed our world. Yeah, we this whole fear of stuff makes me nervous. But all right, well, I, you know, I'll probably see it. My kids have seen it twice now, and really? uh, wow. I just haven't had a chance to catch it. So I'll, I, I'll probably see it. I will say that I wish that Batman and Superman, and I know they call the cities Metropolis and Gotham City oh, and yes. and stuff like that. You know, if you're going to use New York City as your backdrop, freaking just call it New York City. I, I am tired of that's one thing dc comics does that really pisses me off (laughs) you know really you just the city is a big it's a deal breaker for you yeah because i mean i think that gotham city and metropolis are the same city what you're crazy huh well they use what 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 real city is um metropolis supposed to be no, I'm sure it's supposed to be New York, but I don't want them to use New York. It's a comic book. Yeah, but Spider-Man uses New York City. 
Oh, that's Marvel, right? Yeah, Marvel uses real places. So are you a Marvel guy before you're a DC guy? No, I, I love my, you know. This DC. is a big topic of conversation in my house with I, my boys. Are I, you Marvel or DC? I, so. I, no, I just like, I like all, I mean, I grew up watching Saturday morning cartoons with Superman, Aquaman, Batman, Wonder Woman. You know, and I would. I, and come on, please get me a Wonder Woman movie because I know it's going to be. Thank you, Judd. It's gonna be, Thank you. Say that again from your mouth to yeah, God's ears yes. about the Wonder I, Woman. I want movie. a Wonder Woman movie with a great script with a sexy superheroine that will kick some ass, take some names, and you know, bring bring a really strong character uh, to life. Yes, I, don't you think we I need do, one? I do think so. Yeah, I agree. Um, Maybe we have to write it. Maybe that's the deal. We could. Mm. <laughs> so uh, let's see. But that, I mean, that's DC. And and, uh, hmm. and so Total Recall. That's the next one on your that you saw yesterday. Yes, that was a remake. Of Who's the boy in that one? The boy. Uh, the guy. Who's the guy? Oh, that is um, what's his name? The one who um, he, he played the he played a bad guy in a movie. I can't even think of his. I should know like all these names. It's not Colin Farrell. Yes, is it? yes, it was Colin Farrell. Yes, it is Colin Farrell, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah, who is super dreamy? So you think so? Oh, I think it, so. He has kind of a Christian Bale look, by the way. I have to say, in that oh. movie, he was a lot thinner in that movie. He wasn't okay. as rough and tough. And uh, let's see, and Kate Beckinsale is yeah. in it. And man, she is looking. Sexy as could be, uh, <laughs> uh, and they purposely did it. I mean, uh, so have you seen the first Total Recall? Oh, many, many times. Oh, and and I'm going to reveal. Uh, here's a spoiler alert for you. Okay. Uh, they they put in a the if you saw the first one, there's three boob uh, the three boobed woman. Okay. You know, there's a woman and she displays her chest and she has three breasts, you know, one, two, and one in the center. And then in this movie, they, that's kind of that homage to the old one, the the original movie. Now that they're, they're completely um, different in their, what's happening in the original total recall, everything's happening on Mars. Hmm. That's where the colony is, and they're trying to bring oxygen. That there's this rumor of an. This is the old Total Recall movie from twenty something years ago, and that mm-hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger is it, it, the, now the prep, the plot line's the same. The just what it revolves around is what's different. Gotcha. Okay, and in this movie, and I'm giving away a, cu- a couple things here. The um, and it, it happens right in the beginning of the movie. They explain that the Earth has been overran, and we're just uh, we had some sort of apocalyptic event. It's the end of the 21st century. Right. And, and so only Great Britain and Australia exist. Okay. And the way that they connect each other, which I don't understand why they can't get into airplanes to fly across, which they don't explain that, but um, they have a tunnel that goes between the Earth to go between Australia and um, Great Britain. Okay. And it's and it has this big like um, tram huge, channel or something. It's yeah. like a channel, and it goes all the way through the Earth from one side to the other. Through Interesting. The, almost almost to the core. It's like off to the you know to the side of the core. It doesn't go right through the core, but to the side. Make a left at the core, right? Yeah, make okay. a left at the core, and they and they they even go through this gravity thing. And I mean, I'm sure that every uh, sci-fi person's always you know talked about. You know, what if we could dig a hole to China, right? Right. <laughs> so it, it was kind of interesting from, you know, that, you know, is this possible? And you're thinking about that. But it just didn't seem to, in my head, I'm thinking, well, why couldn't they just fly? Yeah, they have hover cars or something, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they got all this great technology, hover cars and all this kind of stuff. And I'm thinking, you know, and they even go out in one scene out into the the, the no man zone. Yeah. So. Um, I mean. You might ruin movies for yourself by being a little bit of an overthinker, Jed, because then you, you start thinking about the, why, do, why can't they fly? I mean, if they can produce a woman with a third nipple and third breast, they should be able to have, you know, hovercraft to get you to Australia. Well, but it's all about plot holes, right? Right, right, but, right, right. And, and, the, and then you have to know that the people who want to go see this movie, a, a lot of them are fans of the original one with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right, right. Although I, th- I think that the character, the person, Arnold Schwarzenegger was just too big of a guy. He is just too big of a guy to play Mr. Simple Dude. 
you know? Interesting. Okay. You know? So he can't be president and he can't play Mr. Simple. Yeah, All right. He gets, fair enough. He gets two conversations, two, two bring-ups in this podcast. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, he's a good guy. I mean, I like that movie, though, with him in it. I, I thought that it played much better than this current one, even though they had some, you know, great action. But I just have to say I was I, I was waiting for it to end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how funny. You know. Well, that's not good. All right. Well, hey. But, you but know, not everyone's a home run. W- wonderful special effects. Uh, there were a lot of really cool things they did in the movie, but I just felt like it just wasn't quite the same movie. They, they, hmm. tr- they tried to make it a lot that way, but it was missing a few things. That Okay. So, fair enough. So I'd say Left wait, this wait reviewer for vi- feeling Wait meh. for video. Yeah. yeah. All right. All yeah. right. Well, so, good reviews. Well, it sounds like. Even though your movies weren't spectacular, the review of your birthday is good. Yeah. Yeah, I sure did. So that was good. So got lots of stuff going on still. The weekend isn't over. The birthday week is yet to be completed. Hence, yes. Enjoy. Yeah. All right. So I guess we ought to wrap it up here. Yeah. Before your next birthday. I know. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, we talked about birthdays. We talked about... Mm, let's see, comedy and the elections and uh, some movies. We'll talk about that time travel uh, maybe next week. All right, let's get. We'll yeah, we'll table that one. Put let's, a pin in that one. Good. Well, we have a couple of things already topics for next week. But if you have a topic, let us know that you think would be like, hey, you guys missed it. We'll, we'll bring it up. Like our Facebook page. Do we have any shoutouts this week? Uh, shoutouts. I. Other than the birthday shout-outs, I think that's all I have. <laughs> that's it, right? I do. And finally, next week the Olympics are over, right? Yes. Oh, thank God. The aliens are landing. Well, yeah, next week. If the aliens land, you'll be you'll hear about it first right here. <laughs> On TJ Talks. <laughs> TJ that's Talks. right. All right. For TJ Talks, I'm Judd. And I'm Teresa. And we will chat with you later. Talk to you later. Day to you. Woo! <laughs> I am blushing. It was your birthday, Dad. There, I there know. you go. <laughs>